I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The winner to organize the 222 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. <laughs> The Qatar World Cup is finally here. But just what kind of place is hosting the biggest sporting event on the planet? I'm Kate Mason, and in September, I went to Doha to see things for myself. It was the weirdest day of my life. said Qatar is doing everything it can. How do you quantify that? That's the sort of thing you can just say. So basically they wanted to charge me out of the espionage act. I've spoken to female footballers in the country, the first Qatari man to come out as gay, residents in Doha whose future is uncertain, and the workers who helped build this World Cup, all to find out how it's changed people's lives there. There's like so many like opportunities and stadiums for women to use, but like it's just that they don't want to because they can't. And the big question is what's going to happen after the World Cup? What's going to happen when that spotlight moves on? Physical health, everybody knows, but nobody knows the mental health. This is Inside the Qatar World Cup, the Football Rambles brand new three part series. You can listen to all three episodes right now. Just search Football Ramble in your favorite podcast app. Mr. Worldwide to infinity, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble, sponsored by Betfair. Brazil and Portugal are up and running. It's Friday, 25th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Brassel. Hi, everybody. 
everybody. It's Friday. Yes, one can forget with all this World Cup action, but it is Pitbull Day. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Uh, Jim Campbell next to me in the studio. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You're right. The World Cup is one of those periods where you do sort of forget what day it is a little bit, yes. which is nice, isn't it? And Andy Brassel, who's currently in Qatar. Yes, I, what I want to know, and I guess what our listeners really want to know, Marcus, yeah. you've got the keys to the weekend, have you got the keys to the World Cup weekend? Because it's <laughs> Friday and England are playing. Come yeah. on, give us a jangle. Oh, all right. But towards the end, Andy, towards okay. the end. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I stress that I'm only uh, in charge of things that are happening on this island. Uh, <laughs> where you are, Andy, I am not responsible for for a moment of it. Um but of course, England is the big one tonight. England versus uh, the US. We'll be getting to our preview. Preview. I'm getting dick giddy. Uh, it's exciting. Um, we'll get to our preview of that in in the second half. Now, of course, at the time of recording, um, we are Wales and Iran uh, will be being played, so we won't have any coverage on that. Um, but we will begin with last night's action: um, Portugal three, Ghana two. Andy, you were at the game. I hope you didn't leave 25 minutes before the end. Uh, I, I didn't, despite the fact I went to the Brazil game directly afterwards. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there was there was there was no chance of that, and uh, yeah, fortunate as as you say. I, I said afterwards on Twitter that the second half was absolutely shambolic football. It, it, <laughs> it really was. It was yeah. it was like all the players were hung over or something in that last little bit. Like they had a, a few at half time. Um, I mean, it was it was the best forty-five of the tournament for me so far. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was better than the first, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was it was the best forty-five of that match. We can all agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Andy, it was the you... first football of the day. You might ask, <laughs> argue. <laughs> yeah, Andy, you've been quite vocal on Twitter saying that uh, Didier Deschamps, Gareth Southgate, and and uh, and now um, what's his name, old uh, Gil, uh, the Portugal manager, Fernando Santos. <laughs> Fernando Santos, oh, you old know. Gil. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bit like old Gill in The Simpsons, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> those three have provided some of the most attacking football and it's kind of freaking you out a bit. So you had to go to Qatar to see for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Fernando Santos definitely didn't plan this. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, That's why he looks very, so troublesome. There, there was very little plan with Portugal. I mean, it's almost as if you play probably seven or eight of the starters out of the positions that they play for their clubs. Yeah. It's going to be completely chaotic and... And dysfunctional, and that that certainly proved to be the case. It was it was way harder for Portugal than it should have been, and um, entertaining as this was, I would not bet a penny on them getting like far in this World Cup. Yeah, which I'm which is surprised that Andy says that, although it is only Andy's opinion. They've got some some good players. And they've got uh, Piers Morgan's favourite, Cristiano Ronaldo. They do, and obviously, you know, he he got his penalty. Um, Ronaldo so, was yeah, trending. absolutely. Ronaldo is <laughs> all over. He that. He'll never escape it. No, he won't escape What's it. What's he got to do in the game, Jim, to escape he, that? There's nothing he can do um, because it bothers him. And we all know if you let people yeah. know that something they do bothers you, mm. they will keep doing yeah. it. Jim, do you think it does bother him? I th- I think at this point in the time, him. it I does. Think at, Andy. This, at this point in time, I think he probably quite enjoys it. I mean, no, the goals, Andy. A goal's a goal's a goal, right? 
And he's befriended Piers Morgan and gives him interviews about stuff that bothers him. That's how much it... Yeah, that's how, we know the lengths he goes to if he's bothered about something. His goal is about to go way beyond football. He, he will be seeking omnipotence now. He'll be like searching <laughs> caves for magic amulets and, and whatnot to make himself into a literal god. Yeah. So being called Penaldo is absolutely enough to bother him. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> but I thought, yeah, I mean, this, this game was weird, wasn't it? You said it was very dysfunctional in the second half, but it did feature essentially the perfect order of scoring in a World Cup game if you need it to be good because obviously the moment Portugal went ahead you think yeah. alright here we go they're probably going to see this game out it's yeah. been kind of a bit chaotic but a bit drab at the same mm-hmm. time but then when Ghana get a surprise equaliser and mm. Portugal have to go for it that's what you want you yeah. know like because if Ghana go ahead they just shut up and they try to defend but suddenly it became a game and we've, we've seen it quite a bit haven't we like mm-hmm. in, in previous World Cups um, not so much the last one or even the one before it really but where you know still jaded a goal by South can, Africa exactly yeah but a goal <laughs> and Italian 90 was a bit like this as well like yeah. a goal can actually kill a game rather than open it up but this order of scoring meant this was really really good and it became really fun I think we needed it after, after well, we yesterday did. And, as well and, and, and the manner of the first goal obviously it was a penalty incredibly soft penalty to the point I, of, I think it was a dive I'm going to come out and say it yeah I think it was yeah. a dive yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy you're on the ground there I know you don't want Ronaldo to throw another one of your microphones in the river again or whatever <laughs> Lake! body Lake! whatever body of Lake! water they have in Qatar uh, a coast maybe ornamental um, fountain yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. an ornamental fountain look the phone's is... not working it's in some water let's move on there we are um, <laughs> I, I've brought I, several bags of rice with me just in case <laughs> I just wanted to see his little stompy face where if, if they'd have overturned that but it was given he, he took the penalty where it looked a little bit nervous um, but then that just could be our, uh, you know, misreading his, his face. Uh, Matthew Ridley on Twitter said, to help out the commentator, Penaldo scoring a penalty is not box office. At this stage, it's a syndication on a freeview channel you're not quite sure exists. <laughs> yeah, it's hot fuzz on ITV2. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. Uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, we should... This is the... <laughs> I don't know whether it's this is Ronaldo's fault because of, of you know his uh his temperament or it, he's become it's so ridiculous what he's achieved in the game we have to make it comical um, because despite all that he became the first male player to score at five world cups a stunning achievement yeah, to play is. at five to play at three especially as this it, isn't a guy sort of coming off the bench yeah. late on in a in a victory that's wrapped up mm. it's a guy that's still you know very yeah. much part and parcel of the team it's absolutely phenomenal and, and he's yet, now Portugal's youngest and oldest goal scorer as yeah, well there at you World go. Cups it's it just incredible but no, yeah, I mean I really really I think it's interesting to see him aping Gareth Bale rather than the other way round which was very much the case you know if, if you remember that episode of Friends where the two lads across the hall Matt LeBlanc and the other one grow moustaches to look like Tom Selleck you know yes. that was Bale. Matthew Perry, uh, Andy. Oh, right, you thank you. Uh, that was um, that was that was Bale at Real Madrid, wasn't it? In in the early years. Yeah. Whereas whereas now, um, bloke who can no longer properly run around for ninety minutes absolutely leathers in a penalty to make sure. I mean, <laughs> Ronaldo does it like a couple of days later. Yeah. I, f- I find that I find that quite amusing. So if um, Gareth Bale was doing some sort of tribute or, or whatever, uh, what was Bakari, the Ghanaian uh, player who did the Ronaldo celebration in the last minute, doing? <laughs> I mean, that was that was that was fun. That was fun. Mm. Yeah, uh, the, the, the easiest director's edit of all time because all yeah. you do is just uh, go to the recently replaced Ronaldo on the bench. But when we were talking about, when I was talking about before, Fernando Santos is really quite poor coaching of this very, very good group of players. Yeah, I, I was I was saying to my, my, my friend who's, who's, who's next to me, um, 
when they made those subs at the end, you know, and Ronaldo and Joao Felix, who, who was really good actually, got mm. got their little round of applause. I was like, bearing in mind that how much injury time there is in this in this World Cup, how much yeah. stoppage time there is in this World Cup, if you're three one up and you've mm-hmm. not played particularly competently, why would you make three subs? Um, with 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 like a minute to go in normal time because if there's nine minutes eight or nine minutes to go mm. and Ghana score right now and just as I was getting to the end of that sentence Ghana actually did score Bakari did score mm. I think you, you, you're in a real hole and th- th- it was a hole completely of their own making yeah it's a good point actually that with regards to subs and towards the end of the game um, and because Nianaki Williams uh, robbed uh, Diogo Costa of the ball in the last minute which <laughs> oh. would have been quite we haven't we haven't seen that for a while or I certainly haven't anyway uh, in a game of football and of it's, like, it's like Shea Given and Dion Dublin well, that, that wasn't was the it? famous one I mean yeah. that one of course Dion Dublin was off the pitch so he, he left the field of play that was, was a bit of controversy but this one was, was perfectly legitimate he yeah. just, he yeah. just hid, essentially. He did, yeah. It, oh, and he slipped, didn't he? I know. Imagine if he'd have put it that way. It would have been brilliant. That would have been one of the great World Cup. I mean, recently on a pod, we talked about great World Cup moments, and I talked about Roger Miller nicking the ball off um, Rene Higuita in 1990. Yeah. In the modern day equivalent, because you don't get goalkeepers doing that kind of crazy Higuita stuff, this wouldn't have been far off it. This would have been a moment. That would have been better. An equalising goal hadn't been 3 1 down. After the three subs, Andy, that would have been uh, scrutinised even more. That, oh, that would have been even better spells. Been. I don't think there's any doubt about it because uh, at least, you know, Igita could see Roger Miller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, yeah, yeah, it was all his own doing, yeah, whereas Costa yeah. was a very, very fortunate man. Um, but it wasn't to be. It wasn't. What about that uh, uh, Bakari guy? I mean, the celebration, did you see that he said, um, I've noticed my celebration has generated comments uh, on uh, on social media claiming I was disrespectful towards Ronaldo. This is Noticed, huh? Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is incorrect. I was overcome by the emotion of the moment of scoring for my country, so presumably not pre-planned then, um, uh, on my World Cup debut leading to my celebration. My upbringing doesn't permit me to be disrespectful to elders, <laughs> let alone one of my idols. Um, so, yeah, make what you will of that. Uh, yes. Uh, right. Glorious stuff. Um, gentlemen, let's turn our attention briefly, if we if we can, to uh, Ghanaian midfielder Mohamed Kudus, who claimed uh, uh, Neymar is not better than me, just more high profile. And uh, that was in an interview with The Guardian, of course. He since tweeted, denying the quote and claimed it is fake news. He insisted he would never have made such a comment because he respects the elderly. Sauce <laughs> all over this World Cup. What is going Absolutely on here? Absolutely covered in sauce. I don't. I think like I'm Neil a... Custis's shirt. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. One other game took place in that group, of course, yesterday. Uruguay, South Korea, a nil-nil draw. Yes. It was totally op- total opposite of the game we just spoke about. It wasn't great. Yeah, there was quite a lot of shots, not many on target. Was it Diego Dean went close with a header, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, lovely like, to still see. Yeah, him but there. it's like dog wants to go outside, isn't it? Yeah. As news, of course, Diego Godin went close. I was, with a header. Ha- I, quite, I, I was sort of half hoping that. Um, what was his name? Diego Lugano, who was partnering him in the centre. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin um, Casares was, yeah. was playing at 35 I mean, years old. Yeah, well, I think Lugano's like firmly in his 40s now. <laughs> but it was nice to see Casares in his big long shorts. That's a, exactly. a, a staple of the World Cup. Uh, dearie me. Um, gentlemen, let's talk about uh, the group that concerns Brazil, Serbia, uh, Switzerland and Cameroon. Um, of course, Switzerland beat Cameroon one. Oh, but in talking of you know people having beef and so on, uh, Vincent Abubakar, of course, he was the one who said ahead of the tournament he can do anything that Mo Salah does. 
Um, he only managed 15 minutes off the bench of that game that they lost 1-0 to Switzerland. So More minutes than Salah's going to get. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. He's a good player, Vincent Abubakar, and I simply do not understand this beef. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like a lovely pork chop saying, well, I'm better than that fine steak. But no, <laughs> like you're not, but you're good. Like yeah. you're, you're absolutely fine. Like we enjoy you. Don't stop. Just stop it. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Like there, there are many things in this World Cup that are, are surprising and unpredictable. You mm. promoting pork chops is not one of those things. Do you not like a pork <laughs> chop, Andy? And, and I understand you're in Qatar. You've got to be careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not, not for me, really. No. All right. Okay. Well, you're in the right place then. Um, yeah, of course, um, Cameron lost 1-0 to Switzerland. That Briellin Bolo uh, goal refused to celebrate against the country of his birth, as somebody pointed out on Twitter. That was what Vish wants. Um, at the World Cup yeah. to play Sri Lanka <laughs> and to score so. if ever there's a time to not celebrate I think that's the one isn't it yeah I, I, I had a lot of respect for that yeah. I thought fair play um, yeah, it's not Scott it, Sinclair not celebrating against Chelsea is it no but the, that one was no. he was apologising you see it's the apology that pisses me off in particular right okay. if you score and you don't wave your hands and go mad you just kind of you, you let your teammates hug you it's when you hold your hands up and go oh yeah I'm, I feel really you don't feel bad alright we'll talk we'll chalk it off your tally then <laughs> where do you want why'd you do it yeah <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you silly sausage. Uh, okay, Brazil 2, Serbia 0. Um, we've saw them. We, we've finally seen the tournament favourites, as Gary Lineker said. Does a World Cup really get underway until Brazil play? Well, they have played. The World Cup is undeniably underway. So they and they were the final teams, of course, that we hadn't seen uh, in these uh, first round of first round matches, if you like, Jim, Brazil and Serbia. Before we talk about Brazil, who, who's influ- influenced you, impressed you would be the, the more correct word. Um, I th- well, think Brazil were very impressive yesterday. But I would say the team I've been most impressed by so far is France. Because you might argue that they kind of, obviously there's a black mark because they they went 1-0 down. But the way they responded to that, I thought Mm -hmm. was excellent. They didn't even look phased by it. They almost seemed to enjoy the challenge a bit more. And obviously, they've got some big players missing and playing with Giroud instead of Benzema Mm -hmm. is a big change to the way they play. But it flows and it works. And they just really, really look like they were having fun. So they've obviously been excellent. I think you can't discount Spain. Because very impressive to win 7-0 against anybody. But I think Costa Rica are clearly sort of probably the weakest team in the World Cup based on that show. And they, mm. they just they weren't very organised and they, they, weren't, they weren't doing the basics required. And Brazil, and obviously I, 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 I almost feel like I'm at jinx thing saying it, but I, thought, I think England are in that bracket as well. Those two goals that we conceded Definitely. are annoying, but they were very, very impressive. Definitely. But So those four teams really. Yeah, Andy, any disagreements? I don't disagree with any of that. I I think that's absolutely spot on. I I think probably the most revealing of all those, as as Jim hinted at, is is the fact that France sort of got themselves into a mini hole and dug themselves out of it with incredible ease. Mm. Because it wasn't just the fact they conceded a goal. So one of their key players tore his cruciate ligaments in the build up to that that goal. I mean, mm. you know, it had like World Cup disaster moment all over it, really, and mm. they just rose above it. So, what, what about easily. Brazil then, Andy? Let's talk about them because obviously... I think I think I think the thing with Brazil that, that that's impressed me, and they were my pre-tournament favourites anyway, as, as as well as a lot of other people's, and I believe the markets. Um, they just defensively look so on top of things. Yeah, and mm. I, I I think that's what sets them apart from. From other teams. I mean, I know we were all chatting on the Ramble group last night about how top-heavy that team is. But I was, I was speaking to Alison about it afterwards, and he was saying, "Well, you know, we had the best 
defensive record in qualifying, and w- which is you know the most hard qualifying in the world, mm. as well as the best attack. And he said everyone defends. I think if you look at someone like Lucas Paquetar, for example, you know there's that perception when he's in the team that wow, they're 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 they're, they're going on a bit of a flyer there, and it gives a lot of work to to Casemiro. But Paquetar, even though he's probably naturally a number ten, mm. you know he makes his tackles and he can do that deeper role. He was fantastic yesterday. That was there was absolutely one that sort of raised a few eyebrows um, in, in our in our WhatsApp group, didn't it? it well, like, I was wow, worried. It's for... very very attacking, but yeah, Pakatar. It's a side of his game that I, I'm not familiar with, but he he looks an absolute natural in there. Mm, I was worried for Casemiro. If I'm honest, yeah, I, look, I looked at him. No, well, yeah, sure, but I was just I looked at him and I thought he's going to have to do a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> when I looked at that, but he, he likes doing a lot of work. Well, indeed, he? he does. I think the, the really telling thing was by the end of the game, Serbia. It wasn't like they looked like they'd given up. They looked so roundly beaten yeah. that they couldn't get the ball and that the effect was the same as if they had given up. Because mm-hmm. once Brazil start, started purring, again, it was similar to France, wasn't it? It was a sense they were really enjoying it out there. Mm-hmm. And they knew there were a couple more goals that they didn't need, but they wanted. Well, you saw them in the scenes of the Brazilian players turning up and there was a handful of them, you know, singing away and dancing and all that and just yeah they love it this is yeah, their stage they live and, it and and we haven't mentioned Richarlison of course but a great brace he scored as uh, Vermillion Dynamite puts it on Twitter he's already matched his whopping Spurs goal tally which is perhaps a comment that you might have enjoyed Jim but he scored nine goals in his last seven goal, uh, games for Brazil you know he scores goals at international football there's no two ways about that the first one great reaction uh, nothing should be taken away from him, but it always is going to be overshadowed when you score a goal like that second one. It yeah. was a beauty. Absolute classic. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant finish. Uh-huh. It, it, slight uh, Jürgen Klinsmann against South Korea, 94 yeah. vibe. Definitely. Uh, but more spectacular, of course. But I mean, he, he, he is, he's going to bang him in and uh, I regret not having him down for top goal scorer. <laughs> uh, but, but they're going to need him because Neymar could be in trouble. He looked visibly upset after being substituted with the ankle injury about 10 minutes before the end. And, you know, the, 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 he, he could be in a bit of bother with that injury. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a massive it? deal. It's, it's a massive deal. There's yeah. no getting away from that. And it was interesting. Before they did their press conference last night, Brazil, um, one of the media representatives came out and said, um, Brazil's team doctor will be coming out and giving a statement on um, Neymar, the health of Neymar's ankle. Mm. which I, th- I thought was quite interesting. You know, obviously they're trying to shut down just questions being asked about... Um, his state of health the next well I mean it's not going to work but at least we broadly know what the thing is the ankle looked very swollen you know yeah, there's, 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 there's no doubt about that and it, he, he limped through the mix zone the bit where they come out of the dressing rooms to chat or not chat to the journalists afterwards mm-hmm. uh, very very slowly with um, looking mildly sad with a massive pair of gold headphones on yeah well yeah and of course He's been there before. It, yeah. it was a bit more spectacular last time, but you know you, you don't want that to be weighing on the player's mind and to, and to so me, on. Marcus, all the squad. You would say to me, Marcus, it feels like with, without without jumping the gun, they were maybe a little bit more emotionally set for it this time. I mean, yeah, with, oh, with they Brazil, would have to be with Brazil. It's never it's never really been a question of talent. I think you go back to like in the twenty ten World Cup, twenty fourteen, um, twenty eighteen. They didn't really. I think it's more of a tactical thing in 2018, really, mm-hmm. against Belgium. Uh, and, you know, Roberto Martinez completely outthought, outthought them. But it, it feels like they're a little bit more on top of it. And what Jim was saying about them being pleased to be there, when you spoke to the players afterwards, you really got a, a sense of that. They're enjoying each other's company. They're enjoying the occasion. They feel lucky to be there. And, and the vibes that follow them round are incredible. They really are incredible. The, atm- the atmosphere was... 
you know, not not fervent because you know it's mainly people who who live in Qatar here mm-hmm. rather rather than Brazilian supporters. But um, you know, there's a palpable excitement, particularly after that Richarlison goal, obviously. Yeah, what a, what a way to kind of wrap up the uh, as I say the first round first round matches. Uh, we did see Mitrovic start for Serbia, but isolated. You know, Serbia just second best. You know, yeah. you, you understand that, of course. They only managed five shots, uh, none on which were on target. Only three teams have had less shots in the tournament so far. One being Saudi Arabia. So not always a bad wow, idea. Yeah, that's surprising actually because you know. In the first half, they didn't look out of their depth at all, did they? And it's, it's not like they were out of their depth in the game. They, they were clearly a decent team. That, yeah. that, that, I, think, I still think they've got a good chance of going through that group it's based that, on what we saw in the other game. Yeah, exactly. I, well, yes, it will be quite tight, that group. But uh, I suppose you could also say that they only lost 2-0 because the way it went, it could have been yeah. through a foreign goal difference, could be could be crucial, gentlemen. Uh, all right. Oh, quickly, before we go for a break. Now, if you're looking for even more World Cup content to get your teeth into... We can highly recommend you listen to this latest episode of another one of the Stack Shows. Eureka is the podcast where Rick Edwards and Dr. Michael Brooks find the answers to fascinating science questions with the help of world-leading experts. And this week they're asking, could AI win England the World Cup? Here's a clip. The first uh, psychometric test, or the first data testing, was uh, before the 1958 World Cup. Really? Done by the Brazilians. So, so they basically had a, a kind of psychometric test for their team. So where they looked at personalities and, and tried to get a, you know, a sort of a quantitative yeah. measure of who should be in the squad and who shouldn't. And uh, guess who they said definitely shouldn't be in the squad because of his infantile uh, and lacking fighting spirit? Pele. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well done, guys. <laughs> so obviously the manager's like, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, yeah. He's in. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Have you seen this guy play football at all? <laughs> and he, I mean, he scored six during the championship, two in the final, I think, uh, and they won. Well, artificial intelligence come a long way since then, of course. Um, so, yes, uh, that episode's it's fascinating. Uh, give it a listen. And Rick and Michael are joined by uh, <clears throat> Sven, not that one, sadly, uh, Sven uh, Schwerin Wenzel, who um, is, is also a very good Sven, I can uh, confirm. He worked with the German national team during the 2014 World Cup, which, mm. of course, when they were world champions. So if you like the sound of that, search Eureka wherever you get your pods. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. 
until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. How's your English accent? You know, because sometimes, you know, celebrities will live in England and then all of a sudden they come back with a little bit of an accent or some phrases. My English accent's all right, I think. Oh, oh. Uh, I can work on it a bit. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Who was that, Jim, being spoken to? Some Englishman. Oh, I was half... Christian Pulisic. Oh, I was half expecting uh, the response to be, Unbelievable, Jeff! (laughs) (laughs) Which would have been quite enjoyable. All right, everybody, now it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. When you Betfair on the World Cup, you can use Betfair's handy app to place your bet builders. And you'll get access to some pretty decent handouts too. Every day this week, you can get a completely free £2 bet builder on any World Cup match. That's right, pick any match this week and you can place a £2 bet builder absolutely free. We're here to place our very own ramble popular bet builder for today's big game. Of course, it's England versus the United States. Jim, you're up first. What are you going for? I'm going to go for Harry Kane to score at any time because uh, England look like they're they're in the goals. And obviously, as we know, Kane didn't score in the first game. But he had a very, very good game. He's you know, a threat from penalties, of course. Um, and who knows? We might get one. So I've gone for Harry Kane to score at any time. Understandable. Andy, what about you? Well, following on from Jim saying that England should be fast out of the blocks, I'm going for England to be winning at half time. I have a suspicion they might be winning at full time as well. Oh, I see. Uh, we asked our very own Pete Donaldson what he would like to chip in with. He had this to say. Hello, Pete here. I'm going to go for over 3.5 cards. I think it's going to be uh, pretty spicy. England want those points to make the Wales game uh, a bit of a dead rubber. uh, And the USA need points on the board. Uh, They need a win. So, uh, yeah, 3.5 cards, please. Okay, And I am going to go for both teams to score. I do fancy England to win, but I don't fancy our defence. Centre of defence, a little bit shaky. Fair. Um, so, everybody, uh, Jim's gone. Harry Kane to score any time. Andy, England to be leading at half-time. Pete's gone for over 3.5 cards. And I've gone for both teams to score. A £5 bet on this popular bet builder will return £53.78. If we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Remember, you can place a £2 bet builder on this game or any game this week for absolutely free. Maximum one free £2 bet per customer per day applies to any bet builder on any world cup game from the 20th to the 26th of november minimum combined odds 1.5 eligibility criteria and t's and c's apply for more information on responsible gambling head to be gambleaware.org right everybody it's now time to talk about the big one now fans of lions watch will remember that a few weeks ago we spoke to alexis guerreros from US soccer podcast, The Cooligans, for insight into the US ahead of the World Cup. At the time, Alexis was very confident that uh, the US would beat England and also top the group. Well, Alexis is back. He has sent us a voice note ahead of tonight's game against England. I wonder if he is as confident now uh, that the US have drawn their opening match. Hello, England. Uh, Congratulations on your amazing win against Iran. Uh, And unfortunately... 
uh, we drew to Wales, uh, which go, went, really went against my plans. And had we won, I still think we would have topped the group. Now we're playing for second, uh, which I think we will do easily after we beat England 2-1. to one. I know a lot of you have been saying 4-0 uh, as your prediction, which is hilarious. Buddy, we ain't wrong, bruh. And watch after we go up 2-0 on you guys. You guys are all going to go back into the uh, changing room and be like, damn, maybe it is called soccer. Well, he's still very confident. He is. And um, I, I'm very confident that Alexis knows that um, soccer itself is actually an English word as well. It's, it's from association. Mm. I am, I'm pretty sure I might have even discussed that with him at some point. Right. So I think this is just more of his mind games. Don't let him get in your head. Yeah, no, he is right, which is why they're called FISA. <laughs> it's why they're called the SA. You silly sausage, Alexis. Uh, right, anyway. <laughs> it's tonight. It's at 7pm United Kingdom time. It's a rematch from South Africa 2010 <laughs> where they drew one all, of course, in the group stages. Um, oh, Andy Brass. Are you going to be there, Andy, for the game? I'm not, no. Why the hell have you gone over there then? <laughs> what, what else are you going to be doing? <laughs> to do all the other stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we won't Cryptic. ask you what that is. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Carl Walker's feeling confident. He believes this current England team has more talent than the golden generation. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you? Uh, yeah, I definitely do. Um, they don't have the big names. No, but I don't think that's what's at, that's what's at question here, is we it? We want big names, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a bit concerned that he's even bringing that into it because I think those tags are really, really unhelpful. And yeah. this is something that Southgate's been really good at moving away from. Well, Jamie, Carragher, all it does is kind of heat pressure on really. Well, Jamie Carragher, he said, if we were called the golden generation, then uh, these will have to be called something pretty similar. So what, we the platinum generation now? Yeah. It's getting a little <laughs> bit... Like, let's calm down, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think that they've already... I mean, they've, they've been to two semi-finals of course one led to a final so it's already better than what that group of players did it's all a bit silly I mean actually I do look if we're going to indulge that comparison for a moment you'd think about Ashley Cole Rio Ferdinand John Terry uh, David Beckham Gerard Lampard Rooney you know these are yeah, bigger names players. Yeah, mm. do you know what I mean like I actually think on paper that team was better but but the, the, the frustrations of England teams Going all the way back until the 90s, you would say, and even in the 90s, between the two semifinals, there was a failed qualification campaign yeah. at a tournament. Um, th this is, it's all about the squad harmony. Yeah, and well, and I think yeah. they, th th those teams were less than the sum of their parts. Exactly. And this, this, these teams very much are the sum of their parts. Well, very, that, uh, you know, curated in a very deliberate way. Indeed. Yeah, it's Southgate's angle, isn't it? To, to, to look for balance rather than necessarily just trying to wedge the best 11 players into a team. Exactly. Which, which is why I, sometimes I don't think he actually gets the credit. I know I bang on about, you know, I love Southgate and all that kind of stuff because of what he's done. I agree. But, yeah. but people often say, well, with this and this chat, and, and unfortunately now right-minded people are getting involved with, it, with Walker as one of the players and then Carragher, who I really rate and, and like. But you get people going, well, with this team, Southgate should be doing this. And with this team, it's... No, it is his team. Mm. The, the, we wouldn't be saying this. If, if, if it was another manager, another manager have had good teams as well, um, nothing. You, you, it was so bare for so long. Um, so there we are. Anyway, back to the, the, the issue at hand, um, England versus the US. The two teams have met 11 times in total. To give you a bit of background, England are currently leading the aggregate score 39-9. What did we just say? I know. Um, 
ease. No. Uh, <laughs> maybe the US will chip into that a little bit more. They've got a long way to come back mm. in that little competition that we've just created that means absolutely nothing. Um, however, the, uh, one thing uh, we don't need uh, before the game, you and I, Jim, is excitement. We're already there. Perhaps Andy needs a bit of excitement. He, he's, he's not going to the match. He's Apparently, he's got a lot on got elsewhere. Stuff to do. Andy, I want you to get up for this game, and I want you to um, to to take a leaf out of Jordan Pickford's book by essentially getting the rave on. He recently, he went on Radio One this week. He cu- curated a playlist of um, of <laughs> a playlist of up tempo tunes to get England hyped for the World Cup. So, uh, tunes on that playlist, Andy, include. Cortina's not 19 forever and share believe. I love yes. that. Absolutely <laughs> love that. I did not see that coming. No pitbull, uh, regrettably. Oh, that's a shame. Um, yeah, I mean, look, 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 Marcus, I'll be there. Even if I've got other stuff to do, I will be there in spirit. I have got out a mascara stick as we speak and uh, written get the rave on on my Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody love that. Uh, good news for England is that Gareth Southgate has confirmed Kane will be fit for the match. Hence, uh, you put in the bet on him, Jim, of course, because mm-hmm. that would be mm. uh, madness. But uh, we, we need to hear, uh, we needed to hear recently from uh, a prominent American about what they thought, because I think we're quite confident, understandably, England are the seeds in the group. They are in, in the top few favourites in most of the markets for the World Cup. So playing a team further down the rankings, you know, you, you know all the money would suggest it's England's game. But Will Ferrell has made a prediction for the game on radio this week over here. And he said, I think it's going to be a slaughter. USA 3, England 0. Yeah, um, Aaron Ramsdale, the ever likable, ever so likable Aaron Ramsdale, responded with a video message saying, uh, Will, you're a great actor and a hero of mine. I love watching your films, but when we play your nation on Friday, you'll be the worst actor in the world. Odd sledging, man. Yeah, that is odd. Elf will be on the shelf. Quite like that. I don't know whether he's meant that, but... He's absolutely meant that. Right. Uh, And it will be a little less anchor man and more wanker man. Take care, pal. (laughs) There's a lot in there. Yeah. I think Nick, he and Nick Pope don't have a lot to do. No. Today, I think is, is what we're learning here. Um, let me say, Nick Pope is never coming out with anything <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And then Will Ferrell made some uh, threat that he knew where Ramsdale lives and he's going to deliver a bag of shit on his doorstep and like it. <laughs> Uh, hopefully he wasn't being serious. Um, so there we are. I, I, I believe Will Ferrell. I mean, he's he's not a bandwagoner. He's he's a genuine football fan, isn't he? Yeah, he, he loves part it, doesn't owner, he? Part owner yeah. of LAFC. Yeah, I yeah. remember when, when I went and did an early-ish at the match at LAFC when I was in Los Angeles, um, he was standing... You know where you get the... Um, uh, the, the the fan leaders who start the chants yeah, the yeah. loud hailer mm. uh, there was this guy like standing on a box with a loud hailer with a Lucha Libre mask on mm. and it turned out it was actually Will Ferrell <laughs> well, he's got to wear the mask he, he wants a bit of anonymity he doesn't want anonymity does he no he definitely doesn't and we he don't want him to have as well no oh blimey yeah so I, look it's, it is a big game of course if England win I mean that's I, 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 they'd be in the next round, wouldn't they? I mean, usually it's six point with that goal difference. Again, I, as I'm saying this, there's a little voice in my head going, ah, mathematically speaking, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I mean, if England win, then then I think Wales would want England to win. Of course, they would want England not needing much from that last game or anything. Yes, indeed. Um, but of course, the US, you know, this is, this is a chance for them. And, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, joking aside with um, Alexis Guerreros early, he was saying, and a lot of people say in the US, that they're heavily influenced by the Premier League. This is like a derby game to them. Yeah, very much. 
much so. And, you know, in the, in the first half against Wales, they, they looked the likely winners, didn't they? And Wales did brilliantly well to turn that around. Mm. Um, they've got some real talent there and they've got some real pace as well. Like, they're a very, very different prospect to Iran. This, yeah. I think they're going to need to be contained mm -hmm. a lot more. And England will try to set the agenda. You would, you would think England will try and dominate the possession. But again, with that pace and with their kind of their press as well, it's, it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a really different game. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Well, they could do worse by taking a leaf out of um, old um, Stevie Clark's book, you know, for Scotland, uh, when they drew nil-nil with England in the Euros. Now, I know US won't want to win the game, but, uh, you know, I think they probably be quite pleased with the draw pre-match um, and, and make it difficult, you know, d press them. You know, England are a team who don't play well under pressure when they're being pressed, of course. And and the US will know that. They're an athletic side, as everybody keeps saying. Um, so you never know. But England are firm favourites. There's, You know, when all said and done, and speaking from an English point of view, you think, right, go about it like you did against um, Iran because it was it was hugely impressive for most of the game. Um, so we shall see. Andy, what, what, what do you make of it all? Um... I, I, I think England are in a great position. Um, I mean, it, the US were good for the first hour, I thought, at Wales. I thought it was slightly inaccurate to say it was a game of two halves because it was a game of yeah. one two-thirds and another third, really. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I would expect England to, to, to be on top of this. And I just think, you know, when you think of surprises of the, the, the tournament and we think of Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, for mm. me, the way that England played in that first game... Mm -hmm was a real surprise and a real pleasant surprise. Um, so that was up there with Saudi Arabia beating Argentina as your surprise of the first round. Better, it? better, yeah. some, some would say. Oh, okay. you know, I, I was, I was uh, accusing one of our um, uh, production staff of having Stockholm Syndrome, World Cup Stockholm Syndrome mm. from hanging around with you, but it turns out it's me, actually, <laughs> <laughs> thousands of miles away, getting the Speller vibes all, all over the place. The, but I, look, Get the Speller I, 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 I think It's Malmo Syndrome with him as well. <laughs> 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 I think like bearing in mind that we expected I think most reasonable expect, people expected um, England and Iran to be so tight I, I would just love there to be a continuation of the the, the, the fact that it wasn't yeah. um, I think the fact that not just England went out with intent but continued it that Southgate used the subs really well which is something he's been accused of not really doing in, mm. the, in, in, in the past I mean I think if we go backwards and I've, I've talked about this again and again, the fact that no one believed that Germany under Jogi Love could win the World Cup until they did it in 2014. Mm. So, you know, that they were, they were seen as chokers, near misses. Whereas if you look at it in retrospect, it feels as if they were building towards it. You know, you have to get to the semi-final and get to the final and be a little bit let down because you're building towards that moment. I think you can even look at France in, in, in 2016. You know, they... They made a few little tweaks. I think they probably played better football in the back end of Euro 2016 than they did in the back end of the World Cup in, mm. in 2018, give or take that Argentina game, which was ridiculously open. <laughs> so I think you can see England building towards something. As Jim says, honestly, why, why not? Why not? I, th I think there are, there are four teams who can realistically win it, and England are definitely one of them. Yeah, I'd still worry, though, if England played Spain. <laughs> yeah, in particular Spain, actually, yeah. the way they've dominated possession in the way we've seen the really good Spain teams from yeah. the past. But anyway, we're jumping ahead. We've got the we US are. tonight. We we've got are. the US tonight. And we will There's be back. So many humiliations before that. Indeed, yes. And all the Americans will be going, oh, uh, getting a bit too confident, boys, are we? Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow to review all the action from um, uh, England against US, of course, and Wales against I Iran, which is currently underway. So uh, so do get involved um, there. Before we go, uh, I wanna, we want to thank uh, Luke Dorr on Twitter. 
Twitter. Uh, forget L- Luke Dore. Yeah, or Dora. How would you pronounce that? I don't know. It just sounds like somebody we know. Is it? Is mm. it like the worst alias we've ever <laughs> come across? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, Big Lukey D on Twitter uh, got in touch with the latest Louis Van Hal news. Of course, in his press conference yesterday, Van Hal received the following remark from a journalist. I am a young journalist. I don't have a question for you. I just want to tell you I am a big fan of you. To which Van Hal replied, I don't hear this a lot. This is very sweet. I want to give you a hug. Later on, you and I will be hugging. <laughs> <laughs> he may have not used that tone to end the, sent- the, the, the paragraph, but yeah, that's what they... And they did hug. They did. It was a lovely moment. It was genuinely lovely. He really liked it, didn't he? Yeah. Because with Van Hal, you, you don't know how he's going to uh, react to that. No. Do you know what I mean? People often aren't that sincere to him, are they? Because they are frightened of him for good reason. Well, um, a a mutual friend of all of ours uh, and a very fine journalist as well once said that he was interviewing Louis van Gaal for for one of his books and and, and said, you know, oh, so um, at the such and such World Cup, you know, you you played um, a, a back three. What was you thinking? And he van Gaal would sort of go, yes. And uh, who did I have in my back three? Unfortunately, this this journalist is the brain of Britain, so like and and very good knowledge. So to remember, he went, oh yeah, very good. And it was like, well, okay, you can now answer another question. You yeah. unlocked another question. You know? he, was like, <laughs> he was like, really kind Who of wants to talk to Louis Van Gaal. Well, he said he was a great interviewee, but was very much kept you on your toes, which uh, again I can imagine is is true of the man. Um, now Wales versus Iran um, has kicked off um, whilst we've been. Uh, doing this episode so that means we are unable to preview of course on, on today's show um, but Jim and I will be live on Twitch straight after full time in that match to give you uh, your Welsh football fix as we offer up our initial reaction to the game whatever the result so to to, to, to get into that head to twitch.tv forward slash the football ramble to join in the fun and of course we will be back tomorrow to review all the action in the Wales game and obviously England versus uh, the US so that is tomorrow so lots going on everybody uh, thank you very much for listening listening to this episode of the Football Ramble sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Andy and Qatar. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on Twitch and then we'll see you tomorrow for more Ramble action. Lots of love. Well, I haven't opened the weekend, have I? The weekend's open, everybody. You can all go out and watch the football. The keys are in the lock. Pitbull's playing and England versus the US will be on telly soon. There we go. God, sorry, everybody. <laughs> the Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.